Okay, welcome back, everybody. This is Hype um, with TMC Podcast. Uh, today is a big day. Uh, this is Esteban Salinas and Kyle Novak. And uh, today on the podcast, we got our first guest. We got Drew West. What's up, guys? The uh, owner of Total Nutrition. I forgot which camera I'm looking at. We got more than usual. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> Drew um, is someone I've known for what, going on three years now? I think since like 2018. I met him at, or uh, two, two and a half years or so. I know I met him at a crazy time in in your life so also make sure that, okay it's like when you're talking but um yeah we met at um, a pretty interesting point and um it was in my college career and then right as he had his his first uh kid too so that my only was, child yeah so <laughs> yeah that's true hopefully <laughs> and so ever since then we kind of just uh grew with a, a relationship like i said i worked in the store probably for about a little over a year and a half we did uh, some side projects with like marketing and content and uh he's actually the one that kind of you know, led me into the idea and the opportunity uh, to, you know, develop hype. And then that's when Estevan came in and, and now we're here. So it's kind of come full circle, which is pretty cool. So we just wanted to bring on the, um, bring him on and, and talk about total nutrition, not about the Cowboys. We're both huge Cowboys <laughs> fans, but uh, Rough year. Rough yeah, year. it's uh I didn't want to talk about it. We could go have a whole podcast oh, on. Be uh, quiet. I got the Texas is root for to root for? Yeah, I mean, to avoid yeah. at all costs. They're a dumpster fire for sure. Yeah. 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 And also, we got some uh, got some beers. We're going to just popped one open already. I think we're already about a beer. He's already a beer and a half. Or is that your first No, no, no. Beer? Don't be talking for me. Hey, just one. Just okay. one. You, you seem like a little crazy. But, uh, yeah, we're just going to talk up some points, and uh, I'm, I'm ready to get this ready to get into it. So, um, so Drew, I, I know I just kind of want to get into, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of your background and, like, you know, how – what made you get into total nutrition and uh, what were the origins of it? What'd you, what made you even think about the idea? So me and my good friend, uh, I met in sixth grade, Brody Beach. He's my business partner. We, ha- we started Total Nutrition Houston together. Uh, we were both tenant reps up in Dallas, Fort Worth. And a tenant rep uh, represents uh, commercial real estate tenants. And you go to different landlords and you find them locations. And uh, Total Nutrition was one of Brody's clients that I helped with. And uh, you know, we saw how much these guys were making, saw what they were doing, and, uh, you know, we, we were kind of tired of being bitches in the commercial real estate world and wanted <laughs> to go do something on our own. Uh, both of our dads own franchises, uh, one being my dad started all the Krispy Kreme donuts in Dallas-Fort Worth, and then his dad was a silent partner in Burger King's Pollo Comparo's World of Beer, and we had some backing that could help us start our own thing mm. so quick question okay i've seen the pollo comparos like all over the place have you ever is it good I've never, never been, been there once so i couldn't tell you bro taco I bell have, though i love Just i saying. haven't Wait, been there it? before either and it looks really nice have you seen but i've never seen any cars there i've it never is, I, one time i saw a mexican all up in there bro. <laughs> yeah it's marketed towards the hispanic community yeah. and they do well but i think they've sold them all back to either the operators it just, and it seems like a mexican kfc yeah that's what it, <laughs> that's, that's what, what i see is. from yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool but so you, yes, and you got a you worked at the Krispy Kreme right growing up. Oh, yeah. yeah, here's a dedicated service award. I think they yeah. gave me like a jacket or something for that. So uh, yeah, man, you know, and I was in a place where a lot of people think, oh, when your parents and your your family own something, that you're just the guy that kind of fucks off in there. Yeah. I am the person that did not. I was the ultimate donut upseller. When someone came in for one dozen, they usually left with two dozen, and that was me. But, you know, that was the start of sales for me, technically. And, uh, you know, I, I, I outworked everyone because my dad was there every day, so I couldn't just show up and not work. And, and is, that, is that, like, what led you to actually starting your own stuff? Or no. Like- um, 
so back to the commercial real estate thing, got into that. Um, you know, we, like I said before, excuse my language, but we were bitches. We just did yeah. paperwork for people and we did not like what we were doing and we wanted to make a move. So we found some real estate. Uh, Houston was a whole market that we could buy t together rather than in Dallas, Fort Worth where we grew up, we could only get like one or two stores kind of poked around the city and we wanted a whole market so we could kind of take control of it. And if anyone wanted to come in, they had to go through us and franchise it or partner with us. And uh, so we made the move down here, uh, actually took us about a year to actually get it done. So we quit our jobs way too early and we had a whole year off at 25 years old. It was, it was very nice, but our parents hated us for that year. Yeah. And uh, finally got down here, construction took a little longer than, than usual. Then we started our first location, still our best location. And it was me and Brody looking like puppy dogs. When my dad left from helping us set it up, we were, we were in there like, what do we do now? Yeah. What, uh, what made you choose like, nutrition did it kind of like stick out to you beforehand or did you have any experience in college or not really i mean really was never into supplements too much i took some old school creatine and some protein and stuff like that back in the day but um i was playing on the usa rugby team at the time um and uh, business partner brody he'd been overweight since we were kids he's always been fighting that battle of getting leaner getting leaner so we knew a lot about supplements i was more the networker brody was more the business deal setup guy he would get everything done behind the scenes for us and then uh, he, him and his brother ran track at uh, University of Texas. Brody got in with a shot put and discus uh, scholarship. And um, so we've always been into fitness, played sports together growing up. He was more baseball. I was more football than got into rugby. And it was really just a way for us to get out on our own and start something on our own. I never knew he went to UT and did track. Yep. I need to, need to see some uh, He never did a meet once. I think it was just a great way to get into the school. That's awesome. No, that, that's really cool. Um, his brother ran on the 4 by one team with Jamal Charles. No he way. Was the white wonder. We wondered why he was on the track with all those other guys. Um, but, yeah, then we started that first location. Six months down the line, we opened our midtown location in downtown Houston and uh, kind of took off from there. Uh, it's been a crazy run since. What was your last one? and last location yeah and then where are you guys looking for now in the future have you had so, like different different locations around houston or what yes so we got up to eight locations before the pandemic um before the pandemic started in that january we got um, an email from our landlord to re-sign one of our leases for a westheimer location and it wasn't a great location so we decided not to renew it so we moved out of that location and then the pandemic hit it was the best move that we've made as a business ever glad that we didn't put our name on that lease then uh our eighth location was in an area called rosenberg and it was a flop it was our biggest mistake probably as a company and you know business decision to close it and it was probably the best decision to close it where where did like how did you end up choosing that location was it like it was our price? first partner location so oh. the partner actually chose that location gotcha and you know it actually wasn't his fault great spot all that but just some bad luck um when harvey happened our exit yeah. ramp collapsed and so to get to our store you had to drive three miles down u-turn and come back to uh, get to our location and there's a term in in commercial real estate called egress regress right. and that's like getting in and out of your center is a real big barrier on your business yeah, and because retail like yeah. location is everything yeah. traffic so uh really screwed us and then just kind of went downhill from there we lost money for two and a half years and just decided to make a move and made a deal with the landlord hey we can uh here we're gonna make a quick pause you're gonna take that bone from yeah me. give me one second yeah. guys all right we have our uh it. it's yeah. gone <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have our dogs here and they're going and there's His also more are gonna bones. be very like almost sand 
This guy has been killing this bone. That bone was way bigger when I first got here. Sounds like someone has been doing it on it the whole time. Oh, man. There's not much on the ground. Before you add on, I, one thing that he was talking about was egress, de- digress, um, and it's like enter exit, right? Correct. Like that's, that's like the point of it. And they, they actually use those statements in like everything, like in so many different areas. Oh, yeah. like even in software engineering, like that's something I recently learned about was egress, degress when it comes to cloud computing and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's just really interesting that egress, degress, if you really dig into it, like literally any kind of company, any kind of thing that you do, it's That's really, big. really important. Yeah. It's a huge part. It's basically where the resistance starts and the resistance ends. So it's that's why I, as soon as you said, I was like, yeah, I know so much about that. I, I had to like read articles just to understand what people were talking about on this. So it's pretty cool stuff. Another term that kind of seems to pop up in every business I do as well is FIFO and LIFO. Yeah. First no, in, first out. I'm an accounting major. First out. Yeah. So, oh my so gosh. So learning those. Uh, and in retail, they go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, and. Uh, um, the uh, those business moves kind of I think will help us get our next locations rolling. Learning that hey, what if this happened? What right. if our exit ramp collapsed? What yeah. are we gonna do? You know, and uh, we're excited about expanding again. Like with y'all, it kind of goes back to uh, your first location. Like you said, now like you kind of know like you're on your what eighth store now, or actually it'll be your ninth total. Like when you had y'all's first location, y'all just kind of go blind IR kind of arrogant to a lot of different things you said hey let's start this and see where he goes did y'all have like a plan and when did y'all kind of see like a so real growth? we were tenant reps okay so in Dallas Fort Worth our job was to find locations for these tenants that we represented and in Houston I'd been to Houston maybe four times in my life I had no idea where anything was you know mm-hmm. and we trusted our tenant reps um, a guy named John Jameson and he still works for NewQuest Realty. They're one of the biggest commercial real estate uh, companies here. And uh, he, he goes, you want to be in the Heights. The Heights, literally, guys, it was Section 8 housing. Yeah. It was all construction. You didn't know what was going to happen. And we were like, no, we want the woodlands. We want spring. We want this. Because that's where we grew up with suburbia. Yeah. And he goes, you want to be here. So we, we signed the deal. If we didn't trust John Jameson yeah. from NewQuest, we would not be where we're at today. That's he awesome. is one of the main reasons. Every time I see him at a bar or a baseball game or whatever, I buy that guy a beer because he's the reason that we're mm-hmm. still here. That's an awesome move. Like, even on real estate in general, outside of commercial, like, it's where is the next space is being, yeah. like, built up. And I'm telling you, the Walmart, the L.A. Fitness, nothing was there. It was they were rolling out Section 8 houses, yeah. and they were figuring out how to make that area nice. And now you see what the Heights is today. It's hard to buy a house there because they're all half a what million or above. What was the cost from the wall? Or the, you said the Walmart wasn't there. That it was, was just there. open It was land. being built. Yep. Wow. You, you see it now, and, and for people who don't know, like there, it's just massive retail location now. Like there's just shopping centers, there's a massive Walmart, and there's just retail shops all. And of course, for people that are in Houston that are listening to this, this is right on Yale Street. Yale sure. and I-10. Yeah, and so uh, go ahead and stop by and or the Midtown location or any of the six stores by that chance. Go get Google a us. Yeah, for sure. But um, you know, and I was kind of asked a question like, when did y'all like actually notice to start saying, hey, like we're seeing some like real growth? Like, did it take year one? Did it take two? We years? Made money the first month somehow made money profited I'm not saying that we paid off our initial investment or anything but we profited first month not one other store profited first month it's because you got two guys in the store that gave a shit two guys in the store that would we were there 50 60 hours a week and we're only open 70 hours a week so there was a lot of overlap a lot of me going out and marketing Brody would market uh, outside in the most random places he would get people from Radio Shack and bring them over 
Like it was the most random ways to market, and we just started networking. You know, Houston is one of those cities, fourth largest city in the nation, but it's a small little community inside the loop. And we started to just meet people. I started dating a girl that was a bartender. She she knew a bunch of other bartenders. We started getting into that world, and um, it just transformed from there. And the networking was just insane. Um, and then some real estate came up uh, for the Midtown location. It was right next to tenants that we liked. You got uh, you got yeah, <laughs> Starbucks, so Chipotle, <laughs> and we looked for co-tenancy people yeah. that are going to drive traffic for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Starbucks is one of those things where you're constantly having people. Chipotle is our customer exactly. And so that location made a lot of sense. Then we learned what hobos were in Houston, too. And uh, they lived in our shopping centers. So. We could have a whole podcast on some hobo stories. Because I, I worked in the Midtown location, and we had some uh, interesting interesting oh, yeah. nights and oh, yeah. days. So it doesn't stop. It's a 24-hour um, madness. <laughs> What is uh, what is your story though with Total Nutrition? Like when you started, did you just do retail side where you were just there selling the supplements and? and Can I get it from my point of view? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I'd love to. All right. So Kyle was not hired by me. Um, I'm not going to say I would or would not have hired him, but um, I would have told you I was a Cowboys fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had seen him point. in the store a couple times before too. He had come in and bought some stuff from me, and. Uh, I kind of got thrown back into the fire. Me and my wife had our child, and one of my managers quit the week of my child being born. So instead of me being able to be home two or three weeks with my wife like I was supposed to be, I was back in a week, and I had to come in, you know, just guns a-blazing because I had to figure out how to get employees there. And there was some stuff going down that was not fun that I had to also put some fires out, and Kyle was there to kind of help me. Um, And we threw him into the fire pretty quick. Him and his – I think Kyler was already working for us. So his roommate from college. So, you know, we'd already kind of had a a contact with him. And then really probably the biggest thing that he helped me with was starting the website, kind of getting that rolling and getting into the the e-commerce side of this. Like we we got the retail down and retail is not going to thrive forever, but somehow we've been resilient to make it through COVID, to make it through a lot of other things. So I think that we're good there, but online was something that we had never tapped into. And uh, it was fun. You know, we had some weeks where we didn't make any money. We had some weeks where we're like, why are all these packages needing to go out? We had weeks where people ordered stuff that we didn't even have in stock, you know, and uh, learned a lot. And it's transformed from us learning from a 16 year old to uh, from us knowing how to do it ourselves from and now it's a very successful business on the website and in the store so it's been really fun kind of learning from him uh he was more on the look of the website kind of got it looking better and better pictures better renderings uh, of the products and then we started getting the marketing down i handled more the customer service side packing the packages calling people when when i messed the packages up and uh you know, keeping those customers coming back somehow. Give them a 10% discount for the rest of their life to make them make sure that they come back to our website, you know. And that's been probably the funnest thing over the last few years of working with Kyle that I've done with him is really learning that new business. I, in front of me, man, I could sell you anything or make sure that you come back to my business and you're a constant customer for the rest of your life or at least while you live in Houston. But online's the way that I keep people for a lifetime. You know, say you live here, you love our stores. Hey, here's my discount code. You just moved to Denver, Colorado. I'm going to continue to order from you because you've always been a, a good help for me, Drew. And, yeah. you know, that was probably one of the funnest things I did with Kyle, kind of learning from him on that stuff. And it's um, it was really tough because, obviously, like, I learned a lot of sales tactics from you because I remember, like, working in the store for over a year. 
Um, I really had no sales experience. I worked at Chick-fil-A as a kid and I learned like customer service, but like sales is a totally different thing, like one-on-one. Cause when you're in the retail stores, there's what maybe one to two people max at one time. So you get a lot of, it's, you kind of have to have to find a commonality. And that's one thing that Drew is amazing at. He'll know your name, where you're from, and something about you before you leave the store. And if you prob- hate or dislike the, or the Cowboys or if you love them. Exactly. Sure you know something about like anything like the commonality. And, I've, and I was just like when I was in the store, I'd watch him and I kind of took over that. It's just, hey, how are you doing? Hey, what is that you like about the gym or where are you, where are you working out at? Just the little things to find that commonality. And I feel like that's, to me, Total Nutrition is, I call it the barbershop of the nutrition uh, supplement stores because you have – two to three guys coming in just talking shop you have the whole hpd community like you've literally built a brand that is based around people and do you think that's like your biggest success of like why y'all have grown to eight stores now or is like is there something different because i feel like that is a big part of like retail to get because you can buy anything online you for know, sure right for now, sure to yeah. get people in the store like i think that's a big thing i think there's three things I think it's that customer service, that relationship, you know, I got to give you a reason to come back. You're not just going to, you know, if you can buy it for the same price at HEB or my store, there's no reason to give you to come back if I just am a cashier, just sell it to you, ring you up and put it in your bag, say thanks. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I got to give you a reason to come back and I'm going to let you, you're going to leave with some free stuff from me, whether it be a t-shirt, a shaker bottle, free samples, I don't, you're going to leave with something free from me because I'm going to put that cherry on top after getting to know you. But it's also price. You know, we, we do our research to make sure that we're not overpriced. You're, you're a Google away from finding out if I'm $5 over what or what, what you could buy it for online. And, and $5 to some people, man, that could be make or break. I might not get your business ever again because I just overcharge you $5. And then product quality. You know, you, you can go to Walmart, go anywhere and buy protein all day. And I'm going to show you on the back of that label what to look for now, why this one's better than that one. And I'm not going to say they're all bad and people are cheating labels all the time, but a lot of companies can and will because there's no regulations in our industry. And what we try to do is be transparent. Like guys, there's no, they could put dirt in this and we would never know. Like, so, so we try to show them either it be GMP, good manufacturing practice, a stamp on there saying, this is real. Or just saying, hey, try this sample and come back and tell me tomorrow what you think. Those are the things I think that have really made us different than the other places. You don't, like, that's your differentiation, right? You don't. You don't actually go into a Walmart and get a sample of anything. Huh. You have to. It, it may be a really cheap product, and you fork over twenty-five, thirty dollars for a protein or something. But it, in the long term, it doesn't do much for you. Um, but one thing that I was going to say is like, the, you're talking about your differentiator, and a lot of other people don't do that, right? A lot huh. of other people don't take the time to build trust with you, enough trust to where they come back and they say, "Hey, Drew." That was great. I really liked it, but it was too tingly. What can you do for me? What's next? Right? Let's go. Or, hey, it's not, it's not getting me up in the morning anymore. What can I do now? Yep. Or, hey, I'm not looking at gains anymore with this, you know, this protein. What, what can I do from here? Or, you know, and, yeah. and constantly things like that. And I think trust is something you guys have built with the quality of your products, with the conversations you have, just trying to get to know the person without just looking for a sale. And just looking for a relationship and stuff. Sure. So that's that's pretty awesome that you guys do that. And I think something Kyle has constantly done is try to, in a way, translate that over to what we're doing. And for sure, we love that. Like that's something I think he constantly talks about is just how good you are at all those things. Well, the funniest thing is we actually tell our employees, 
to treat our customers like Chick-fil-A employees treat you. And yeah. he started at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> not going to so lie. Perfect, you know, huh? they say my pleasure. It's the over-the-top customer service. Chick-fil-A just makes chicken, guys. But yeah. we go back every time other than on Sundays. And uh, we yeah. love it because yeah. it's, it's the best, you mm-hmm. know. And, and they treat you the best. And that's what we tell them. We want you to be like Chick-fil-A in here. The best sales and customer service there is. I've been going to Chick-fil-A ever since high school, like constantly. And not until this year did I have a small bad experience. And that was they took 20 minutes yeah. to get me food. And it was the first time ever after how many years? So I think, yeah, props you've to gone you back guys. since. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, because you time, still have that trust, right? It, it's just mm-hmm. like here. And if it's obviously like I think you know walking in there because supplements in the nutrition world and the, the weight room, everything is intimidating about it, especially if you don't know like what you're talking about, okay. like what even like coming in there, like, I don't know what I need. Cause I remember, I don't want to talk down, but some other supplement stores, when I'd go in there before I started working for Drew, one, they didn't care. And then two, they would just try to sell you on stuff that one, they would make extra profit on or two, they just, they just didn't care. So I never, <clears throat> I remember walking in just as a customer, just, I think uh, one of the managers in the Heights, shout out DQ, um, I would ask all these questions and he had an answer for every single one of them. And he wouldn't try to, you know, upsell me. He just say, Hey, I'll be honest with you. This is what I think you need. I think that's, that's a part of the business, right? You don't want to make them feel one uncomfortable and saying, even if they're just starting in the gym or they have 10 years experience, you know, oh, yeah. it's a fine line. So and you got overweight people coming in and talking to people that are in shape that love working out and it's our job to make them feel warm and fuzzy. You know, a lot of times when I'm talking to you, I'm going to ask you what your goal is. Even if you're overweight, I'm going to ask, are you trying to gain weight or are you trying to lose weight? You know, what's your goal? I don't want you to feel uncomfortable in here because I'm not judging you. I'm here to help you get to that next goal, get to that next goal and build the relationship, you know. And, uh, you know, like all of our managers have done a great job on it. Everyone's got their own style, too. You know, like I'm the over the top getting to know you rarely even talk about supplements. I'm usually talking to you about sports or something else anyways. But, um, you know, like that's probably the best asset to us are our people. And, um you know, it's been fun teaching them, learning from them, too, because I got guys now that out, outwork me in there. I'm, I'm not going to say the relationship building. I, th- I think I still got them on. But when it comes to sales and these guys have these processes to help people, and they just keep coming back, man. And it's crazy to see some of the suburb stores, see DQ continue to, to crush it at our Heights location. And uh, oh, it's been extremely fun. It's been uh, a, a big learning experience. It, it's been humbling, too, you know. Uh, the industry is very misleading. Like we said before, there's no regulations. So there's all these magic pills out there that people think are just going to change their whole world. And it says it on the bottle somehow. And we're here to tell you that it is not magic. You know, it's like, this is what you have to do with this pill or with this powder to get to where you want to be. Yeah. And uh, kind of taking it out, taking all the, the bad parts of the supplement industry out and just telling people like, that is not what it claims to be. And I'm here to help you with that. Here's a free sample to try something new, whatever. All right. Um, I think one more question that we're interested in over the years of how long y'all have had total nutrition and you guys have had extreme successes. Not many people can go up to eight different branches and, and still like when you're down here in Houston and anybody says, where can I get this up? Like everybody knows, go to total nutrition, you know? So how, how, what was your favorite part throughout all the years that you constantly look back at? And that's just like your favorite part about what you guys did and what you guys are going through still um was definitely the be someone expo in 2019 right before we had our daughter um i've never put more work into one thing in my entire life 
Um, we had cons we had event consultants that helped us set it up. We rented one of the biggest, nicest venues you've ever seen in Houston. We had to raise about forty grand to make it happen, and um, it was fun. You know, it was a community expo. We had, we'd never done anything like that, and um, sold about I think five six hundred tickets, and then we had about one hundred to one hundred eighty people in. Uh, in like staff that were there and we had 10 lifting events we had uh big i guess what would you call them like uh, questionnaire type things we had this big thing called meet the pros where we had all these pro bodybuilders that shop with us and we just asked them questions about their journey and you know it was really cool to see all the people from the i guess at that point it had been seven or eight years that we had been in business just see all the people from all the years that had kind of come out to support us we had a buddy of mine that opened uh, a bar a few years back that's been really successful called mcintyres they're they're opening locations all over now but they they really supported us on that and uh it was probably the funnest thing in, in my time doing this that really it all came to i guess fruition where we were like god this is why you do it you know seeing all these people coming out and um it was just awesome, you know, just one of those things where you saw everyone from the community, all the gyms that you've ever gone to and shook hands and all those people came together at one time. And we, the pandemic's really slowed down for us being able to do that again. But that's my goal for this year is to do another one of those. Did you ever think that it would come like when you first start or started the height store that it would come to that point? Like, wow, I have 500 tickets sold. I almost have up to 800 people at this one event for what we started. Like at two guys in a supplement shop just selling protein like to now it's it's bigger than that right it's 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 the community it's the relationships like did when you first started like what was the goal and like now going into the future like do you have something bigger planned i know you said you kind of wanted to get back into that like where do you see tn in the next few years i, I really want to open some more locations again to show the resiliency to make it through like a lockdown and pandemic to me is like eye-opening like i got to get more stores open um, not, not only for the fact just to make, go make more money or whatever, but to show our team that we're still growing, you know, like I hate complacency and us clo closing a couple stores and, and things like that. You know, maybe some of the employees might think that, oh, we're not opening anymore. I want to show them that we're still growing, you know, sales are up from last year. Like we're, we're back to growth and I just want to get that back rolling again. And, you know, opening new stores is exciting. It's, it's a headache because you're dealing with contractors and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, when, when you have employees that look up to you and want to see a future, you know, you want to give them that opportunity. They want to see a light at the end of the tunnel, you know. And owning one of these stores, if me and Brody never split it with our dads or whatever, and me and him just own the Heights store, we would be sitting pretty. I'm just telling you that right now. And owning one store, like, I have a lot of my employees right now that they, they want to go open their own store, get a business loan, they want to go own one. And if you paid yourself and you just owned it straight up you would you would have a very pretty life and it'd probably be pretty easy because you just got one place to go to for the rest of your life and i want to get back to that growth again that's probably my 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 next goal getting the events going again doing those things i think we want to see what happens with COVID. obviously it still seemed kind of frowned upon to have huge events um probably won't care in the next six months i'll probably just do it anyways but um yeah, get back to the growth again. You know, the online store was kind of that growth for us as owners, but our day-to-day -day employees, they don't get to see the benefit of that because I'm running that. And, uh, you know, I just want them to see that again. I was meaning to ask you about that earlier as well, is obviously when you first started, you had 100% retail, right? Mm -hmm. um, but how much, like, what would you say the percentages are between your retail and your online right now? 
eight to two percent. You know, it's still not like yeah. that much, but it's just been fun. It's it's yeah. a whole new business, and I'm running it out of our Midtown store, so it's there's no overhead. Yeah, it's just straight profit basically, and it's learning a whole new business. You know, the face to face I'm good at, but behind the keyboard I'm not as good at. Nice. So learning that. Not many people are. That's a whole nother realm itself. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. And you kind of have to adapt as time comes. If you don't get online now, then you're kind of out of the game in For some sure. form. You're so, step behind, yeah. Yeah, and even if you see an, an ad or whatever it is of Total Nutrition, it's just recognition, right? If you see it driving by, like, oh, I remember that brand. It's just in the world, if you don't adapt, it's it's a way to uh, not degrade your business but slow down your business in a way. You you're said, falling another, Yeah, it's another platform to – you know, show, showcase what you are and what your values well, are. Well, and learning the online game is tough, too, because, like, you know, you got someone that they just ordered a package and, like, literally in two hours, where's my package? What? Hold on. That is, what do you usually use to get it there that fast? We're not Amazon. I'm sorry. Drones. Drones. And, that's but, and, you know, just learning that. And a lot of times the people just want a response. They're just making sure that you're not, like, a scam website or yeah. something. You know, they're just like, oh, thank God it's a real person. And I'm like, hey, here's my cell phone. Text me if you have any issues. Let me know when it arrives. If it arrives late, I'll take care of you on your next order. And doing the same things that we're doing in the store, but through email, through text, through phone, not seeing these people face-to-face, it's just been a whole new thing to learn. This is a question for both of y'all, basically. Uh, since both of y'all kind of have started your own things, um, what has been like one of your biggest weaknesses that you have like taken a lot of time to continuously work on and continuously try to better or even even if it's just a huge, you know, determinant in your life at the moment. I'm just curious what you're taking, the steps you're taking, and then what you're doing. Mm, I guess uh, the biggest thing that I've I've noticed, and even when I was working with you, Drew, like on the website, because obviously I was still COVID hit when we really started to work on the website, right? Or like when we really said, "Hey, this is slow down for you." So exactly. Yeah. And when we did that for a few months, I had that to focus on and. The growth was pretty good, but then my business started picking back up and the results kind of showed too. So I've realized it's hard to dabble into things and then get out of it. Like it's really, you have to zone in on something and you have to lock in on it and you have to basically go at it until you reach that goal or whatever it is. Yeah, time management. And if not, you're going to be hopping into here, hopping into here, hopping into here, hoping for the best results, but nothing ever happens. It's it's always kind of... Yeah, it's, it's half-assing a lot of things. When you think – you can have a lot of ideas, and especially as a kid, that was always me. I, I love to hop around into different avenues and try different things. But until you focus on something, and that's why I told Drew, I was like, hey, I still want to be – eventually come back here and, and have business with you guys somehow and look at us now. And then now what we're going all in with hype. So it's kind of cool to see it full circle. But – um, yeah, I don't know what's your biggest thing, but I know that going into a full-time business, that was Time mine. management, you know, I'm super ADD, guys. i got a million things going on at once. You've worked with me enough to know that. Uh, and, and I'm the kind of person where if I have something on my desk that day and i got a customer that comes in that, that I haven't seen in five years, I'm going to bro out with that customer. I don't give a shit what's on the table, bro. I'm going to – that's just me, you know. I'd, I'd, I'd rather catch up with that person than finish what I have to do that day because it's not like – detrimental to my company maybe it's just something i need to get done uh so i'd say definitely the time management side but then guys i'm just gonna be honest i don't know if y'all done this yet but managing people that's the thing i gotta get better at i gotta be better at telling the difficult things when i need to say the difficult things and i'm really good at the pump up and the and telling them when they've done a good job but when i gotta say that difficult thing i gotta get better at that Mm. i gotta get better at saying no 
because I'm a yes man. And uh, managing people is like herding cats, guys, especially in the fitness world. you got a bunch of fucking meatheads, and uh, it, literally everyone's got their own ego, their own personality. I'm not saying they're all bad or good in any way. You know, we hire great people, so i got n- no issues with them. But it's, you know, how do I make sure that I'm getting the most out of them while getting all my stuff done and living my life, you know, raising my daughter, being a good husband, all those things. It's, it's rough, you know, and sometimes at home you're stressed from work and now you're taking it out on your wife and kid. And, you know, you got like, and I'm not saying like anything bad, but it's like, you know, maybe I'm not my normal self because I, I had a bad day that day. Yeah, I can relate with that a lot. It just seems like no matter what, there's always an avenue that's lacking in some way. And it's just hard to keep up with all the avenues. Um, but I think something that I've recently like have been hearing a lot is like it's it's better to be consistently good instead of sometimes great. Yeah. And I struggle with that a lot where I am just like I put so much energy into something and, and great at it for a spurt of energy. But then there's another avenue in my life that's kind of going down. So I, I don't give it enough attention. So what, I, what I'm saying is, is if you just focus on just being good enough, right? And maybe, you know, maybe not good enough is the right word but, or uh, phrase, but being good might be better than just like using all your energy on one avenue and trying to spread yourself a little thinner than that. And yeah, that, that's been a hard one with all the things that we have, all the avenues, all the, yeah. More delegating. Yeah. Like, that's one thing I, I've gotten better at over the years. My, my business partner, Brody, will joke at me. He's like, sure, you've gotten so good at delegating, but sometimes you don't even do anything because <laughs> you've delegated <laughs> everything. And, uh, but the one thing I know I'm going to do is when someone walks in that store and I know them, it's, it's game over. I drop everything I'm doing, and they're my center of attention. So I got that. You know, maybe that's my great thing, and I do other things good. Um, but the relationship building, I'm never going to stop doing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep shaking hands and kissing ass for the rest of my life, guys. And my dad and other people say I might be like the ultimate bullshitter. And maybe I am, but I'm going to get your name and number, and we're going to be bros for a while after that. And, I, and it's going to be genuine. Like Most people say that, and they're like, Drew, you seem to know everyone, but you genuinely like, like – you want to be my friend. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're just doing it for money or whatever. Like you genuinely want to hang out later, you know, or grab a beer or whatever. And those are things I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to at least keep being great at that. Figure out how to delegate or get better at some of these other things too. Yeah. <laughs> this man won't stop. It seems like that. That. Oh. Oh shit. It seems like it seems like not only you taking the time to know everybody and just want to know everybody. But all the other things that we've talked about today, it seems like that's the big reason why people know Total Nutrition here in Houston. People go to Total Nutrition when they're like, oh, January's coming around. Time to change my lifestyle. And straight to Total Nutrition, and they're so ready to go. And like, that's definitely one of the huge reasons why everybody uh, loves Total Nutrition in Houston. Um, but anyways. Um, yeah, and one thing that I even tell people that, that are new, I go, like, they come in my store and maybe – tell maybe they're they're a little skeptical well i buy my supplements off amazon or buy it from nutrition depot and i got cool which nutrition depot i know the owner i'm sure you know like we've we've gotten so cool with all the other supplement store owners here because there's four million people in houston guys there's enough for everyone to go around i promise you that Mm -hmm. but i tell them go look at my reviews i go they're going to mention my name my manager's names they're going to mention us by name how good we are and how good we treat our people i'll price match online i'll give you free samples I will be the best possible. Get old Clyde. Um, I think Benji was better with the bone. He's not so big. <laughs> it's, he's got, I can hear that teeth. There's just 
gone crazy. Sorry for the interruptions, Dads. the dogs. Dogs. Um, but, yeah, no, like, uh, Houston's been good to me. You know, moving from Dallas-Fort Worth, I know uh, Houston has a different feel about Dallas-Fort Worth than, than we do living up there. Uh, notice I say Dallas-Fort Worth. I grew up in Fort Worth. Um, Dallas is, yes, a little more pretentious. A uh, bunch of $30,000 millionaires running around. And uh, uh, Fort Worth's a little more laid back like Houston, but – you know, Houston's been really good to me. Met my, my wife, had a baby, business has been successful, met some great friends, make some great business partners. Um, you know, I'm a Houstonian now, but I still got to wear that Dallas Cowboys star here and there, Dallas Mavericks jacket earlier today. Still a Braves fan, though. Grew up a Braves fan. I'm not a Rangers fan. But other than that, you know, I'm a Houstonian. I'm here to stay for a while. I bought a house here. I'm probably going to move into another house here soon. And, uh, I don't see me going anywhere, and uh, but I like the vibe of Houston. The one thing I'd probably change would be the hobos, like we spoke about earlier. But uh, you, you know, don't have part those of, in Dallas. No, I mean, not in Fort Worth. Dallas yeah. has them, but nowhere near what we deal with down here. And I also haven't lived there for ten years, so yeah. I haven't, so I haven't seen. Different. Yeah, it could have grown downtown Fort Worth. You'll never see one. Yeah, go go there. You'll never see one, ever. So, but it's just different, you know. And uh, that's the dream. Yeah, Houston, <laughs> everything is booming, man. I don't give a shit what you're doing. Everything is booming. If you're somewhat good at what you do, you're going to make money here. Yeah. And if you're in the medical world, you're going to make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. My wife being a nurse and just seeing all the people that shop with us, especially since the pandemic, what they're paying nurses and doctors and everything, like, it's just insane. We're the number one medical center in the world. Mm. Um and just all those things help all the other businesses work. If, if people are making a bunch of money on the medical side, they got to go spend their money in retail and restaurants and all that. So it's just, uh, you know, it's been great for all of us. And, um, yeah, yeah, Houston's been awesome. So I, uh, I am here to stay. Yeah, Houston, um, that's why I wouldn't really choose another city to start at because even when we went to U of H, I've never – I grew up in the Huntsville area. So coming to U of H, the diversity, right, and, yeah. like – especially like walking in the store like no one is like really ego is bigger than each other's because we come from all different backgrounds and so like everybody kind of just gives everybody a chance which is awesome it's just a blend of everybody trying to just do their own thing it's like a mix of doing their own thing but i don't know just the support local yeah support local is a big thing here like that doesn't exist in dallas fort worth um like supporting local small businesses is like a big big deal here and like i think that's a big difference here uh, especially with like the diversity you're talking about like people are going to go support different cultures different races whatever and uh like i think that's a big deal here but even at this table alone none of us are from houston houston think about it i'm i'm from the valley you're from dallas and you're from huntsville like even alone there is enough to, yeah, it's enough to show diversity. And I, I think that's what I love about Houston. The only thing that I would change is this damn weather. It just seems like no matter what, it is hot and humid unless it's like two and a half weeks of that out of the year. Um, AKA right now. Yeah, yeah AKA it's right just now. It's wet, cold. Yeah. It's terrible. And the thing is, it goes from hot, like an 80 degree weather to like two weeks of cold. So it, it's, it, we're not acclimated, so it's even colder. Just snow already. Yeah. Just give us some snow. Um, 
Or oh, for, yeah, no, yeah. We, instead we get a freeze for two weeks. The other thing I would change is Galveston, guys. I'm being <laughs> honest. Like, can we get a nice beach do you, here? Do you know the story behind Galveston? How it used to be really nice and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it used yeah. to be what? extremely nice yes. until the huge hurricane yeah. that wiped everything uh, like out. Like early every, 1900s, right? Yeah, and everything moved over to Houston. That is why Houston is what it is, is because of Galveston. So even though there's more hobos than citizens there, I mean – I bless them. If not, Houston would be. Bunch of leather ways. people. Yeah. They need to get out of the sun and they need to put some sunscreen But the thing on is, they even, they even formatted the Houston to make sure that it could accommodate for all like the port uh, activity that they were having in Galveston, you know? So all I say is, Houston is pr- like my favorite city in Texas. You know, you go over west and you enjoy the nature and all that, but for business, for growth, for allowing yourself to dream as big as you want to dream, Houston just. Nails it on the head. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, shoot, I could talk some sports right now, but again, I'm still kind of bruised up on the yeah. topic right now. Mavs are looking okay. Yeah, well, they, they both can Rock, be quiet. Rockets, not so much. Hey, we got a lot of young. We got a young core. They both can be quiet. I have yeah. a quarterback who spend more time with the masseuse <laughs> than the actual team. Um, yeah, he's been tough. We need to get in a fantasy league. Hey, he's an easy win. Shut up. You're, okay, there was three wins and I lost less than a point. Less than a point. Because my kicker scored zero. My, who was it? D Swift got injured with two points only. And then Shepard didn't get. I'm in seven. And then Shepard. No, Slade. Uh, no, who's yeah. Kenny Galladay? Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay caught one ball for 12 yards. All three reasons why I lost. And not only, like, that would have put me in a winning position. Bro. Always something. You really drafted a lot of players off shitty teams. I had a good team. I got a lot of injuries. Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley left. He walked out on me. He walked out on me, right? My quarterback, Russell Wilson, had the worst year of his life. Was injured for a while. Yes. What else? Um, cook, right? I, had, I had Christian McCaffrey in three leagues, and I went to the Thursday night game against the Panthers, Texans, and I saw him get injured right in front of me. I'm in a $500 buy-in league, and he got injured right in front of me. No, that's on you. You can't get it on three different leagues. <laughs> Wait, how do you get Christian McCaffrey for three leagues? He rigged them. First pick in three leagues. Yeah, I was, say, <laughs> I was like, that means you got first pick in every single league. It was yeah. the worst pick. First yeah. is the worst these days. I don't I almost like turn. rather have like cuz 11th and 12th year a lot of leagues still had like you get the turn. Yeah. You get right back to back and get a good receiver or two decent backs. But who would have thought that freaking Cooper Cup was going to go off the way he did? Like freaking Julio Jones not doing anything. I had Julio as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was your team named the Texans? <laughs> it was called, it was called <laughs> Booty, Play, Booty Play Watson. <laughs> Wait, who else? I had another player that also got injured. It was a rough what year for me. Mine was my ball, Zach Ertz. All right, next year we're starting a league. Not, I don't know about $500 buy no, So I've been in that league since I was 15. Wait, I'm 34. 19 years. We had $20 year. every year. Had, when does fantasy start? Is that In the 80s. Really? Yeah, they used to uh, uh, they used to fax over. Shut uh, up! You would fax <laughs> in. The boys got fax well, sheets well, so, on, on the board. So you had to have your your players in by a certain time, and if you yeah. didn't fax it by that time, it was whoever was on your last thing. Those yeah. boys in the '80s were in a different generation, dude. That was awesome. <laughs> I thought that it started like you know when computer like early 2000s kind of deal. It's like how That's... I used to play the old NCAA, man. 
I'd ride my bike down the street with my memory card and hand it to my boy, yep. and he'd play his game, and he'd mm-hmm. ride his bike down to our other boy, and he'd play his game, he'd bring it back, and we'd be done with that week. Man. Not, yeah, don't get – if you uh, know Drew, don't get with him on Madden. It's just going to be a disappointing experience. I'm sorry. And I thought I was good on Madden until I played. Nah, you're not good. I've watched you play. No, hear me out. I watched you play, and you played your my boy Miles. Both of y'all are trash. When I when I get into Madden, like my brother and I grew up playing. My brother's a god at Madden. He will literally work anybody, uh, because we we played. You know, we did football tournaments and all that, right? Seven on seven, all that. And every time you bring your system, everybody brings your system. We play FIFA, 2K, and Madden. I'm telling you, if you give me two months time to get back into Madden, you're gonna get worked. Yeah. No, I'm being serious. Have you ever scored 139 touchdowns in one season? You know, on a franchise, it's different. <laughs> it's it's. Um, I've had a wide receiver have thirty-seven touchdowns in one season. I have not I played, played seasons, and this is all Madden, so it's not like it's. Like, it's the max. Like I'm on. That's how serious I am on FIFA. On FIFA, I'm gonna know when you're in man, and I'm gonna run a slant, and you're gonna know it's coming, and you can't stop it. And then if once you figure out how to cover his man, he runs this, like he'll get someone like a Kyle Pitts esque tight end run a, like a seam seam right down the middle right yeah, down the middle every, every time yeah because and then but he has Tyree Kill on the outside so you, you have to play over top because if not he pressed that double triangle or something whatever double X magic it's called the uh, rack catch yeah and he just and so he doesn't like stop he just it grows it right in the, yeah it. so it's just frustrating and that's that's square yeah yeah I was just a wise like the the yeah. crazy catch, right? Yeah, aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. Yeah. But uh, but you got to know when to do that too, because if you do the rat catch and they go up aggressive, they might pick it from you right there. Right, right. So I haven't um, played since twenty eighteen, maybe. I've had every single one since ninety nine. The thing is, I still have had them. I've had them, but I didn't play them. But I didn't get better until I started playing in these these online. Uh, yeah fantasy leagues and what you do is you actually have a 55 round draft of the entire yeah. nfl we did right. COVID. rounds. it takes five hours to yeah. do i'm not lying and but then you start it and now but it's how do you pick do i want some old guys do i want some young guys do i want you know am i going to base this on longevity or do i want guys to be good now and so i, I always i'm i have the youngest fastest team that's just what i do i just get rookies and speed rookies and speed and i build them up myself and uh, I haven't played it in probably five months, and I've really been missing that. But I've been going crazy on not sports, guys. Mario Kart. Just just shut up. It's the best. Wait, wait, what, what have they made with that, though? Like, the only thing I remember is playing it against other people that I know. Like, you just play online, or, like, what is the chaser on it? You know what I mean? What is the... You're just online, you're just trying to get your points higher. Like, so okay. you get subtracted points or added points based on the places you get in each round. But, okay. but you're playing against people around the world, people from China, people yeah, whatever. Yeah, really and you can't talk any crap or anything. But it's not like there's any, like, like what am I going to tell you something in in mandarin like i'm not gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no call were, of duty so if, if you were cold yeah. you would you could <laughs> <laughs> google translate yeah. what's that thing called babble the little, little yeah. app thing. put it on but, your speaker yeah. uh, <laughs> but it's just one of those ones where it's like dude, these guys are so insane on this and I, I really learned it from our next door neighbor neil neil's bar shout out by the way uh if you ever want to do a mario kart party or, or super smash brothers i'm not into super smash brothers i'm into super smash yeah, it's a really cool I bar mean, by the way really everything growing up all those games are so fun uh my favorite though i think was pokemon i don't people didn't play that enough that game is awesome uh 
for Pokemon? yes yeah i played pokemon like from the age of like four all the way to like the age of like maybe 12 like none so like i would stay up late at night under my blanket until like and i would really yeah so i would i would be like this with the flashlight dude because he didn't come with it in the original game boy just like this playing Man, that, those games are so. I would get so obsessed. Mine was the original Mario and Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh, the Tony. Hawk. I just downloaded Tony Hawk on my Switch. Just saying, guys. Shoot, Tony like Hawk the original one and two. Yes, oh. one and. Two. Well, so so you get them in a package now, and they have like yeah. a fifty percent off thing over the weekends. So I got them for nineteen bucks, and I've been going ham. Is it so? He has the original. Well, I guess he has to have the original. I haven't graphics. played that since yeah, PS One. No, it's updated graphics. Really? Yeah. Shoot. I haven't played since PS One on that. Yeah, that music. was always good. I, I pulled the 900 off a handful of times, just saying. There's just so many games growing <laughs> so up. That, the thing is, sports were the most stable, though. Yeah, like, all the like sports NCAA football. Since I was but the worst part about Madden and NBA 2K is you were buying the same game yeah. with just updated rosters. Yeah. But in, in, as the internet got better, you could just update the rosters yourself. So I didn't buy every year's NBA 2K. I think I'd get, like, every other year. But then Madden I got every year still just because you just had Miles is really nice. My buddy Miles, he's extremely good at 2K. I'm uh, not as good on 2K as I am. He's extremely good. Benji, can we not do that? Okay, so on that note, <laughs> yeah. go ahead, Kyle, take it away. Yeah, um, I don't have to get a new NCAA football. I'm sorry, I'm excited for that one. Wait, Comes wait out. what? You know that? There's a NCAA football is coming this Benji, summer, yeah. July. Um, July, yeah, July. The new NCAA, they're remastering oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, we're getting it. 2023. Road to Glory all day. Okay. okay. Road just, to Glory is the. I'm yeah. down. I'm down. I have a PS5, so we'll, we'll I, I need to get one still. Yeah, I'll sell you mine, cause I want the Xbox so bad. I really do, cause the Halo. Anyways, let's go back to what we say, Drew. This has been a great time. Um, not only did I learn um, a lot about you guys and where you guys started, uh, but I also took a lot of the things that you have been saying that is the reason why you guys are so successful. And I'm just excited to kind of take that on and, and do the same thing for Hype and just grow as much as we can with you guys. Uh, but anyways, Kyle, take it away. Yeah, I just want to say also shout out to Drew and all of his guys for being the first retailers to take on our product and really help us out and get us basically a jump start to – get a name uh, for us out there in the Houston community and really just allowing us to grow. So we really appreciate that. So um, y'all have, I just wanted to give a quick uh, location um, for you. So you have Heights, Midtown, what is it? Atas Greenway Plaza, yeah. Friendswood, Cinco Ranch, and Atascacita. Yeah. And so please, if you're in the area, anywhere around Houston, go check them out. Go grab a sample. Go talk shop with any of the managers. And, um, you know, just go see if uh, there's anything that can improve your uh, lifestyle or health. I guarantee there's something. Just or come grab a free sample. Yeah. Like, literally come in and shoot the shit with the guys and just have a good time and get some free stuff. Like, our, our motto is no one leaves the store without something in their hand. So if you don't buy something, you're still going to leave the store. And who knows, you might end up having a beer with Drew. <laughs> that could be a high possibility. Or seven. Just, yeah. <laughs> Just like we're doing. But, um, yeah, hopefully maybe we can do this uh, again soon. I had a, had a good time. So, um, But, yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up. Esteban, you, you good? Um, the only last note is, guys, go grab a beer with Drew. Go over there to Total Nutrition. There's no harm at all. Go grab free samples. You literally can show up every day, and they won't tell you anything. So go enjoy that. Um, all the locations have great managers. They've all, they're have all they all very similar. They've kind of picked up from Drew all the great qualities he has. Except for Mike Henson. He sucks. Yeah, Mike <laughs> definitely sucks. Yeah, we didn't really like Mike. He wears the shortest shorts possible. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Uh, but anyways, uh, go ahead and take it away, Kyle. 
All right, so um, yeah, that wraps up episode five. Sixty-nine. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Yeah, getting close, but um, yeah. So that wrap, ep- wraps up episode five of the Marathon Continues podcast. My name is Kyle Novak. And this is Drew West, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.